across the 40, coming near side, Look 35, out. needs a block, gets outside, at the 20, he's going to the house, 10, 5, touchdown Kentucky! From the UK Sports Network, this is Big Blue Nation Radio. The second for one, makes the turn, got him, game's over, Kentucky wins! Interact with the show by calling 859-280-CATS. That's 859-280-2287 or statewide at 800-606-GAME. That's 800-606-4263. Touchdown! Kentucky! Or tweet the show at UK Sports Network. And for the eighth time, college basketball's national championship trophy is coming home to Kentucky. Now your host, Taryn Hendrick. And we welcome you to BBN Radio, presented by Clark's Pup and Shop. Darren Hedrick with you. You just heard the comments from Kentucky basketball coach John Calipari on his weekly radio show. And now over the next hour, we'll break it down. We'll hear from Mitch Barnhart, the athletics director for the Kentucky Wildcats. We'll also hear from newly named head coach of the Kentucky women's basketball team, Kyra Elsey, the interim tag taken off today, and she is the head coach for the women's program going forward. So we'll chat with her, and we'll wrap things up on the evening by chatting with Curtis Birch. We'll get his thoughts on uh, basketball, football, and everything in between. So it's BBN Radio. We're happy to have you with us over the next hour. Stick around. We'll chat with Mitch Barnhart when we come back. This is UK Sports Network. We welcome you back to Big Blue Nation Radio here on the UK Sports Network. Darren Hedrick with you, and let's get right to our Clark's Pump and Shop phone lines as we are joined at this time by Kentucky Athletics Director Mitch Barnhart. And uh, Mitch, we really appreciate you taking some time to join us tonight. I know it's been a really busy day for you. A lot, uh, a lot went on today, Darren. So it was a, a big day in uh, Big Blue Nation, and obviously um, a lot to talk about. I'm sure. Absolutely. Hey, let's start with the exciting announcement that you made earlier this afternoon, taking the interim tag off of Coach Kyra Elsey. She's now your head coach for the women's basketball program moving forward. Yeah, she's the head coach for um, all of Big Blue Nation, and I'm um, yeah. excited for her and her family, for Dexter and Jackson. Uh, so deserving and, and so many different things that uh, she brings to our program and uh, the stability, uh, the leadership. Uh, just the intensity, the passion for our young women, and uh, and she knows us. She knows the alignment that she has with the athletic department and the university, and, and we couldn't be more happy and excited to have Kyra leading our program. Well, the women's team is off to a great start, 6-0, and with a big-time win over Indiana and a road win at Kansas State. What has impressed you the most about the team that they have on the floor and, and what this staff has been able to do to help them accomplish that this year? Well, I think that the first two games with, with Ryan Howard and Tatiana Wyatt being out actually might have been a little bit of a blessing. And I know that we don't look at it sometimes those ways, but that team had to learn how to function without two really good players. And um, and I think they learned how to function. And when you re, re, re-enter with those two players, all of a sudden you're that much better. And, and um, I think that uh, I've been impressed by our depth. Uh, we've got some size that, that across the front line that we haven't had a lot of in the past. And I think, um, you know, some some faces in, uh, that have jumped into the lineup that have given Ryan support. Where last time, I think we, last year we looked a lot to Ryan to sort of create the whole deal. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, that is not the case this year. 
Mitch, I wanted to uh, take you to a little bit of a broader picture here now with with the fall season coming to an end. We're getting ready into that Christmas break before the winter season gets here. And uh, just want to give a call to you and your team, the staff, and all the the players, the the student athletes, the coaches and staff involved in, in getting these fall sports, whether it was soccer, volleyball, football, now basketball, uh, able to play this year and play the games as scheduled. It's been a tremendous effort, and uh, kudos to, to everyone involved in the athletics department. Well, Darren, thanks. I tell you, the, the, the great, the great um, thanks and appreciation um, goes first and foremost to our student-athletes who followed protocols. And it mm-hmm. wasn't perfect, but I will tell you, they did a remarkable job of staying in, in, in protocol. It is, takes discipline. It takes sacrifice and effort. And then the next two groups, critically important to this. One is our medical team. Unbelievable what they did um, in getting us an opportunity to play. And our strength and conditioning coaches. Um, our facility and operations people, I mean, it's just been yeoman's work. And I know they're tired. Uh, they need a little bit of a break before we start an incredible, incredible spring of, of competitions with 22 sports competing. But wow. couldn't be more thankful for a group of people that have really, really worked hard, really worked hard. Mitch, what can you say about the football program and the fact they were able to play the 10 games, just the effort of the players and the staff to get through such a grinding SEC-only schedule this year? Well, again, I go back to you have to be disciplined. And First off, it's it's an SEC schedule, brutal, yeah. really hard. Um, you know, we had four wins over opponents we would normally face, and and I don't want to try and do the what if game, but if we've been playing a normal schedule, we'd had some opportunities uh, against non conference opponents, and an opportunity against Louisville. Who knows what that looks like? Seven, maybe seven or eight wins total, and it looks a lot different than a four and six mark. Um, but regardless, uh, I'm really really proud of of the effort that it took to get to the starting line and to stay focused in the midst. You're losing a couple games and some games you just, it'd been really easy for our folks to say, you know what, uh, let's just mail it in and not, not stay in it. There was never one bit of that. They stayed in the fight. Um, our seniors led, and I'm really thankful for the, the tenacity that this group showed. And I know the program is anxiously awaiting to find out about a potential bowl. And while there's still so much left, I'm not going to ask you to go into the weeds on that. But just in general, your thoughts on what that process looks like this year versus a normal year because you've had programs opt out and choose not to play in one. There's been bowls canceled. There's a lot of limitations. What is that process like this year versus a normal year? Well, I mean, obviously it it is different. And, you know, we've we've got some – some relationships with bull partners that, that we've got to be careful that we want to make sure we honor those folks as well. They've been good to us mm-hmm. in, in years when, when we were looking for places to play and things we wanted to do, and, and they need a little bit of our help right now, too, to sustain them. And so there's a little bit of a, of a partnership in all of that. Um, having said that, um, I think that there's going to be obviously a, a have to watch and see how many teams get up into the New Year's Six out of the SEC. And then that will have a trickle-down effect in a, in a pecking order. No matter how you slice it, we're going to finish probably seventh, tied for seventh in our league. And, and people just keep that in mind. You know, we're uh, you know it's uh, we're tied for seventh in our league. I'm not saying that's where we want to live. We're trying to get to the SEC Eastern title and get to Atlanta. That's the goal. But in a really really difficult year, we're going to have an opportunity to hopefully pick a spot for at least our kids to to be honored a little bit to have people will be able to showcase their skill set um, and you'll get to the New Year's Six, then the Citrus Bowl pick and then after that 
you get to a group of six bowl games that are left after that for the for the folks that, that fall below that. Chatting with Kentucky Athletics Director Mitch Barnhart. A couple more minutes here, and uh, Mitch, I'd have to. Uh, I wanted to ask you too about the men's basketball program. Obviously, it's frustrating for these players right now with the start to the season. But um, your opinion? I thought they showed a lot of promise coming out of the second half of that Notre Dame game. Something that they can hang their hat on a little bit. Well, it, it is about a, a will to to win, and Cal talks about that all the time: the will to fight and the will to win. And our guys showed a will to win. On Saturday, mm-hmm. um, they, they showed that they had a will, and you had to, uh, what it takes to be on the floor and to be able to play defense, defense, and to be able to share the ball and to work hard on the boards. All those pieces are what it's going to take in the opponents that we play. The thing that's missing for us, that's been in a normal year, is the exhibition games and the early yeah. season games. We've had a chance to get our lineup and get familiar. We jumped right into a really, really difficult schedule. And that doesn't make it okay. We love to win, and we're accustomed to that, and, and we've been really good at that. And Cal's really good about getting our team ready. And I know everybody's impatient, and they want the results to look different, as do the players and the coaches. And so we'll all keep hoping that uh, we make the progress. But that group that was on the floor that, that drove that comeback, that's the kind of effort it's going to take for us as we get into the remainder of our schedule and a really difficult SEC schedule. Absolutely, and uh, you start looking now, we're getting closer and closer to the conference schedules for both basketball teams in January, and as you mentioned, a very busy uh, spring half of the season coming up. How is the athletics department, how's your team gearing up to try to cover all these sports that you're going to have playing in the spring and the winter? Yeah, really difficult. Uh, So I've told them to get some rest. Uh, Mm -hmm. Really important for them to get some rest because in the spring we have 22 sports competing in the spring, and that is highly unusual usually we're down to about 15 and uh, we've got an opportunity to get some i'll say rest but to spread it out a little bit our facilities will be max capacity our staff will be at max capacity and uh but we want to make sure that we give our our people the best opportunity to to compete and they're all we got really good teams and we want them to have a chance to win championships and make runs at dream seasons those kind of things so really important and then in terms of just college athletics right now, there's a lot of talk about the fact that there's a lot of free years of eligibility is probably the best way for me to put it in certain sports because of the COVID seasons they've endured. And there's even talk of a potential blanket waiver for transfers. What's just your perspective on, on some of the eligibility things the NCAA is trying to deal with right now amidst this pandemic? Well, really difficult. I mean, I don't think it's unprecedented. Anybody that says they they've got it figured out i I would challenge that um no one's walked through this before this is uncharted waters um and so we've got you know we're we're working our way through what is arguably we're trying to find what's in the best interest of student athletes and uh trying to give them the best chance to fulfill uh, if it what looks like a meaningful experience to them and we want to make sure that we do that we've got to be smart about how we do that there are there are realities financial realities there's um roster realities Mm-hmm. Um, that, that affect a lot of people. And so I'm, I'm thankful that we've got really, really smart people working at it, and they're trying really hard. And it's not easy. This is stuff. I, I love the people that, that, that just sit there and write a, a story and say, well, this is what they should do. And, you know, I get it. Um, that may be an easy thing to say, but I will tell you there's a lot that gets really complicated, and there's a lot of layers to this stuff. And um, so I, I'm thankful for really thoughtful people. We've got incredible leadership at the SEC level, and Greg Sankey, I'm very fortunate to have him. We're fortunate to have great leadership on our campus with Dr. Capilouto. 
Um, I think we've got a great team at Kentucky, and uh, and I think that we we're going to be thoughtful about how we go forward. But our goal is to give our young people the most meaningful experience they can have. But it's got to be safe. It's got to be healthy, and we want to make sure that we we're doing everything to protect them. If people only knew the amount of people and moving parts it has taken to pull off what uh, Kentucky and other teams around the conference and the nation have so far this year. Mitch, we know your team's working hard. I hope you get to have some rest over the Christmas holiday, and we look forward to seeing you guys back for the spring half of the seasons. Thanks so much for the time. Yeah, thanks so much. I wish everybody the greatest of Christmases and holiday seasons, and uh, thanks for your support for the BBN. And uh, we look forward to representing the Cats in 2021 and winning some championships and having some fun. So on that note, go Cats. Go Cats. And that's Kentucky Athletics Director Mitch Barnhart. We'll take a quick time out and have more. You're listening to Big Blue Nation Radio, presented by Clark's Pup and Shop on the UK Sports Network. Welcome back to BBN Radio here on the UK Sports Network. And we go back to our Clark's Pup and Shop phone line for our next guest. I've introduced her as the interim coach through the first six games for the Kentucky women's basketball team. And tonight, I'm proud to say and introduce her as the head coach of the women's basketball team. It's Coach Kyra Elsey on the line with us. Coach, congratulations on the big news announced today. Thank you so much, Darren. What was the reaction of the team when you told them earlier today? Well, uh, they were very confused on what I was uh, doing. I brought each staff member up one by one, just saying how thankful I was and that they should be grateful and blessed to have such an amazing coaching staff. And uh, Kiki McKinney was just in eye vision uh, staring at me. She was very confused about what was going to happen. And then I said, and for the next six years, you will have this staff, and they started jumping around and hugging <laughs> each other. Uh, it was a great day in Kentucky women's basketball. That's great. That, that's awesome. Um, and, Coach, I have to ask you before we, we dive into uh, the season so far and talk about going forward here, um, I know how much Coach Summit means to you and how much she means to the game of women's basketball for you. What does it mean to now become the latest member of her coaching tree as a head coach? Well, you know, I, I pray that she's looking down, uh, smiling today, um, that her legacy continues through all of us. You know, she always inspired us and, and impacted us to, to pay, our, pay our blessings forward and to have four coaches in the SEC uh, from the Tennessee tree wow. is just phenomenal. Yeah, that's incredible. And, uh, you know... You and I have talked about the hallmarks of uh, this Kentucky women's basketball program and and the foundation that Coach Matthew Mitchell built. And when you think about the defense and and the exciting offenses, how different, similar are your hallmarks and what you want to put on this program versus uh, what Coach Mitchell has uh, helped build here at Kentucky? Well, Coach Mitchell has built an amazing program at Kentucky. Um, He's the winningest head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, here at the university and, you know, the foundation is built yeah. and we are aligned in our coaching philosophy. And I think that's what made our coaching relationship so dynamic and magical, um, that our vision is the same. Uh, we hang our hats on defense. We want to be up tempo offensively, but more importantly, we want to make sure, 
um, that we are guiding and helping our players uh, be of high character and ready for life after basketball. And that is the purpose and, and why I do this along with the staff. Now that the the interim tag's taken off, you know, the program goes forward from here, uh, how does that help with the message to not only recruits but to the current team now that uh, the, the, the tag is off, you're the leader, you've got your staff in place, and in this program begins to move forward? You know, to be honest, it's a relief. And mm-hmm. um, hats off to our staff, our support staff, our players, um, you know, They've had to be so resilient um, and deal with so much and a lot of changes, and they have been mentally tough through it all. And and what I love about them, um, we said Kentucky women's basketball is family, and we stick with each other through thick and thin, and we were willing to grind it out and do what we needed to do um, to get the job done. And so I think it's just a relief. They know who they're playing for. Um, they came to Kentucky uh, to have an amazing experience, and that's what the staff is going to give them. Well, this team is off to a great start this year, 6-0, and coming off an impressive win against Sanford, played well offensively and defensively. And uh, when I think about this team and those six wins, Coach, you, you and your staff always talk about one of the key words has been resiliency, and this team feels like uh, that's a great way to describe them is resilient. Um, absolutely. You know, they are tough. Um, we talk about mental toughness a lot. Um, being resilient, you know, things are not always going to go our way, but we're going to have to continue to fight. And uh, we talked about it last night. 1% better every day in practice mm-hmm. and every game. We are far from a finished pro- uh, product. We are a work in progress. However, this team has a a chance to be really special because they actually play as a team and believe in each other um, as a team. And one thing that I did notice in the win over Sanford yesterday, you and I talked about it after the game, that was the 23 assists. But when you kind of go back and look, all these great shooters and yet they're sharing the ball. I noticed that they would make that extra pass to an open shooter for an easier shot how selfless is this team of, of great shooters in terms of getting their, the ball to their teammate when they've got the better look? Well, I'm glad uh, to know that they are listening to the staff in practice. <laughs> and, you know, we the season saying, listen, we have a lot of talent. And that could be to our advantage or it could go the other way. But if you all really want to win and achieve the goals that you all have set forth uh, for this program, we have to play selfless. And there is one basketball, there's 40 minutes, and there there are only five positions on the floor. So one night it might be you, but another night it might be someone else, and we have to celebrate um, each other as well as buy into our roles. Everybody has a role to play and do it to the best of your ability if you want to win how we want to win at Kentucky. And, Coach, uh, we had Mitch Barnhart on just a few minutes ago and asked him about this team. And and one thing he noted, and I'd love to get your thoughts or maybe expand on this a little bit, he mentioned the early adversity in the year with 
uh, Ryan and, and Tatiana being suspended for the first couple of games, if you had to find a silver lining, might have been a blessing in disguise because you needed someone to step up. And we saw Chastity Patterson do that in game one. Drayana Edwards did that with a couple of games, back-to-back doubles. So uh, what, what your thoughts on the way that you know maybe that early adversities helped this team advance more forward as they were able to to get through those first couple of games even without two talented players in Tatiana and Ryan? Well, let's hope we don't have to do that anymore. Well, sure, absolutely. Um, however, <laughs> there is a silver lining. You know, that's one thing that we talk about with this team. You have to practice and be prepared for when your name and number is called, mm-hmm. that you, you're you ready and prepared to step up uh, to make big plays. And that's what happened. Um, but it also goes to show you the versatility and the depth and the talent um, that we have this year that different people can carry us along the way, and that's what you need to really make a run. And finally, Coach, uh, next game is on Wednesday, a road trip to DePaul. That's a 3 o'clock tip in Chicago. Um, I'm sure the staff and the team, everybody's already getting ready for DePaul. It could be a, a tough matchup there on the road Wednesday. Yes, we started our preparation today, and we will be in a dogfight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why you play the game. Um, you got to, you have to play the best in order to be the best. And these are the types of games that are going to get us ready uh, for conference play. Um, and and you need those tests to see, you know, what what areas do you need to work on, and what areas have we taken steps forward in. Great day for the Wildcats, Coach. Congratulations again on becoming the uh, head coach officially now of the women's basketball team, and we look forward to the future with you, and I look forward to uh, talking with you on Wednesday prior to the matchup with DePaul. Thank you so much, and go Cats! Go Cats, and that is Kentucky head coach Kyra Elsey. We'll continue with Big Blue Nation Radio. Curtis Birch will join us coming up. This is BBN Radio presented by Clark's Pump and Shop on the UK Sports Network. Welcome back to Big Blue Nation Radio, presented by Clark's Pump and Shop here on the UK Sports Network. Aaron Hedrick joined by Curtis Birch from the UK Sports Network. And before we get to Curtis, I want to tell you that many families in our communities are struggling to put food on the table this holiday season. And BBN, the next time you visit your neighborhood Kroger, help these families by purchasing a $6 food bag that goes to your local Feeding America food bank to help fight hunger, Kroger fresh for everyone and Curtis joins us here on the show now and uh, we heard from coach John Calipari just a few minutes ago on his weekly radio show and uh, a lot of positive signs coming out of the Notre Dame game (laughs) one of those games where you felt kind of like the lowest of lows in the first half and then in the second half you come away thinking some stuff's starting to click here yeah for sure it's uh, been interesting to Kind of listen to the the BBN, very <laughs> mixed social media, and uh, we've gotten into the classic. I can't believe people are accepting of a a loss, and I don't think that it is come to that. But what you saw in the second half was a was positive, specifically on the defensive end. You know, I'm I'm in rup for uh, the pregame show, and then I get to uh, stay and watch the game with, with one of the media seats. And you could just tell it was just such a different energy in the second mm-hmm. half, and they played so more, so much more intensely on the defensive end. Uh, specifically, there's clearly still things that they need to work out 
on the offensive end, but that's how it seems like John Calipari gets his teams to play early is once you get playing hard on defense, the offense can kind of start get, getting to click a little bit later. And plus, with all the young teams, anytime you can create offense out of defense, that makes things easier for everybody involved. So I think that was the the biggest positive takeaway from that. And I think, too, because, and, and, you know, this has been said ad nauseum, but it's it's the truth, and that is you didn't get the preseason exhibitions, you didn't get the scrimmages to kind of learn about this team and the rotations that work the best. And um, But one thing that, that it, it appears that Coach Calipari and, and all of us are learning is this offense right now needs to go through Olivier Saar. He was great. He was unbelievably great. I mean, it just... The touch he showed from the mid-range game was something that, uh, you know, <laughs> people who clamor for tr- quote-unquote kind of traditional basketball and people who bemoan the NBA for moving almost exclusively to trying to get so many threes, if they should tune into Olivier Saar because he was just lighting it up from that mid-range game. Uh, and they were really finding him. And, th- you know, that's the other thing that is going to be interesting to keep an eye on going forward, you know. Coach Cow talked in his post game about how offense is going to run through Sar and Terrence Clark, and that one play in the second half where Clark hit Sar for an and one in a really oh, yeah. really nice pass. Hopefully, is a glimmer of what's things to come in the future for the the UK offense. And once once you kind of get your pillars of an offense set together, then everybody else can fill in whatever role they need to. And uh, with Calipari's often said, if you don't have a post presence, you're a fraud. So if Saar is the post presence, and then you get your lead guard comfortable, and Terrence Clark takes on that role and gets comfortable in it, then everybody else can fill in around, and hopefully you can start start taking some steps forward. And getting Keon back will only help things there. Oh, no question about it. I mean, a guy who has experience, knows what Cal's wants, which I think is one of the most important things that the the team's missing from a, on the floor. Uh, perspective. All these guys are obviously new to the program, so getting that kind of um, veteran, I'm using air quotes, uh, yeah. back on the team, then uh, that's definitely going to help. And I, I think the other positive from after the game, and it was a, a positive right after uh, the lowest of negatives, is you know Olivier Saar misses the shot and he kind of collapses, which you guys yeah. sometimes see guys do after they miss a shot because. Uh, it was right there. It was. It was. <laughs> I thought it was going in, and then it bounced out, and he kind of falls to the ground in disappointment because they had so many opportunities to kind of take a lead in that second half. And if that goes in, you know, we're in a much more positive news uh, mood. But the results are the results. But after he went went down a little bit, his teammates automatically came over and, and picked him up. And you know, that was what uh, Davion Mintz said to Mike Pratt on on the post game radio show was that. We told him without him, you know, we wouldn't have even been in a position to come close to getting to a win. So uh, we just needed to pick him up in that moment because he picked us up throughout the game. And so that kind of camaraderie, I think, is something that's, that's very important and very, very tough to do in the yeah. current COVID climate. And finally, obviously, the other big story coming out of that game is it appears Terrence Clark is going to be the guy at point guard moving forward for a bit. And, uh, you know, Coach Cal said that he saw signs of some point guard tendencies this week. Yeah, that was uh, – he seemed he had, I think it was, four total turnovers and three of them were in the first half. And it was a little bit shaky at the start uh, for him. You could kind of tell he was, he was feeling it out, but it seemed like he got his feet underneath him. And, you know, as, as Cal said – 
on, I believe, the radio tonight. This is the mm-hmm. first time he's played point guard in his life. He's kind of been yeah. off ball uh, to a certain extent. So this will be an, a new thing for him. But he, he seems like he has all the tools you would want, and he just needs to kind of fully understand what, what he needs to do. And, you know, the Coach Cowell be on him and it's camp cow so he'll have a ton of practice to try to get those things straight kentucky is going to be in cleveland at the uh, rocket mortgage center on saturday it's against ucla two o'clock eastern is the tip pregame coverage on the don franklin auto countdown to tip off with dave baker and jack gibbons begins at twelve thirty p.m eastern time and uh, ucla that is a team playing well right now under mick cronin yeah, Cal said that this, this is, will be the best team they've played uh, so far this season. Wow. Uh, which is saying something. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kansas. You, yeah, exactly. Kansas. I mean, all those teams that you, you've uh, lost against obviously have some talent and have some ability, and they've had a lot of experience. So it'll be interesting to see uh, that matchup. And you got the, the Johnny Juzang transfer, former UK player now on that squad. It'll be interesting to see. I guess he'll really. From a scholarship stamp, scholarship player standpoint, he'll only be playing against one former teammate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously he'll know uh, Zan Payne and uh, yeah. Riley Welsh and, and Brennan Canada and, and Dante Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, but Keon Brooks would. Uh, um, so uh, we'll we'll see how that all goes. Uh, but it, it's that's a fun matchup. I mean, two yeah. of the no matter what the records are, what the story is, two of the biggest brands in yep. all of college basketball is always fun. Absolutely. Let's take a quick time out. We'll have more with Curtis Birch in just a moment. This is BBN Radio, presented by Clark's Pup and Shop on the UK Sports Network. Welcome back to BBN Radio, presented by Clark's Pump and Shop here on the UK Sports Network. Darren Hedrick joined by Curtis Birch, both of us with the UK Sports Network. And you could hear Curtis during the football season on the Behind Kentucky Football podcast. And uh, what a fun project that was. You had a chance to get to know some of these guys and and uh, break things down with them and discuss more than just football. And during a pandemic year, I imagine those were some pretty interesting conversations. No doubt about that. I mean, you learn, uh, you know, little nuggets about different guys, what they like to do you know, off the off the field. Michael Drennan, uh, a.k.a. Donut, by far one of the more interesting <laughs> guys, talked about his skateboarding career and how some of his teammates, where they, you know, don't have their normal activities they're doing right. off the field, would borrow his skateboard and try to learn. So you learn fun things like that. And um, hopefully uh, by the end of this week, there'll be something else up on, on the feed because obviously this week is signing uh, yeah. signing day uh, is on Wednesday and that three-day period, I believe, now for football with the new December signing period. So um, there'll be lots of stuff on the UK football social media, our social media at UK Sports Network. And uh, we'll probably be talking to somebody, breaking down some parts of the class. Uh, so that's always exciting, talking to the coaches about it. And, and they've said it publicly, Coach Stoops and Coach Merrow, a couple weeks ago on their last call-in show. Mm-hmm. We're talking about how they feel good about the recruiting class. And obviously when you have um, some coaching changes during an offseason – so oftentimes fan worries fans worry about what that means for the incoming recruiting class both those guys seemed confident so it should be a a good day for UK football um on Wednesday and I think there's a lot of fun stuff planned on social media to you know 
find out stuff about the guys that are coming on the campus. I was going to say, whether you're off from work or at work, just stay tuned to the uh, Kentucky Football and UK Sports Network social media pages, and you guys will keep everybody posted on the latest. Exactly. Yeah, now, but it, it'll be a fun one. Now, on uh, signing day, the fax machines, is that still a thing, or have we evolved away from those? <laughs> I think there's uh, – now they do most of it electronically the way yeah. i understand it I, I see most of that stuff that way but uh i think there still is a, a fax machine just because right well a lot of times kids are in school i don't know how much it is this this year but sometimes that's how those get sent so they have that as as the backup i still remember back in the day when every school had that uh, stream they had the camera sitting on the fax machine waiting for that next sheet of paper to pop out uh, one other note from today, Curtis, concerning Kentucky football is the offensive line named semifinalist for the Joe Moore Award. Uh, the big blue wall coming in with another recognition after uh, a very tough season emotionally. But, uh, boy, they got the, the job done this year. Yeah, obviously dealing with the passing of their coach, who was so much more than the coach mm-hmm. in John Schlarman, and dealing with injury issues, Luke Fortner having some problems, uh, Injury-wise, uh, Kenneth Horsey also getting dinged up throughout the season. Those guys still being able to have an, a, a great offensive line this year. And uh, as Drake Jackson said after the last game against South Carolina, how about the last play, Yeah, you know, the last offensive play they have as, as, a, as a group, as uh, combined those guys, because obviously some are seniors, is a 79-yard touchdown run, longest run of the season. So that was awesome to to send them off of Kroger Field in that way, and then we'll find out where they ultimately go uh, as a bowl game and, and what happens there. But I'll tell you what, the most impressive thing about those guys is, is, is off the field to a certain extent because you look and, you know, Landon Young, finalist for the Pop Warner College Football Award. Luke Fortner uh, is named a Warful Trophy semifinalist. Drake Jackson, obviously, if anybody talks to him, you, you just know sure. um, all the the amazing stuff he does um, it, n- off the field in the sense of in the team rooms and how much of a leader he's been and kind of a um, a guy that so many people look up to in that program. And th- that's, that's really impressive that those guys are successful on the field and successful off the field. I mean, I think, um, you know, they got – they got PhDs in that room. No, not PhDs. <laughs> Just master's degrees. We won't give them too much credit. But, I mean, uh, Luke's got uh, engineering degrees, for crying out loud. And he's right. still pushing guys around in the SEC. Uh, impressive guys. Yeah, the Wildcats, I think, are ranked fifth in the SEC for rushing at nearly 188 yards per game, and they helped pave the way. Chris Rodriguez, nearly seven yards per carry, leads the SEC and ranks 12th nationally. When you think about... The fact that that was done in a 10-game SEC-only schedule, pretty darn impressive because Auburn's defense is stout. We know about Georgia's defense. Alabama, you had to play them. I mean, and you still were able to run the football pretty effectively this year. No doubt about it. And, you know, with some of the struggles in the passing game, obviously it wasn't yeah. the extent of last season where everybody knew you were going to run no matter what. Uh, but this year – you know the opponents knowing that you were going to lean on that running game as much as possible, and on top of that, you you lose Chris Rodriguez for two games; he's out, um, and so they're still able to run the ball. It, it was impressive what they were able to do 
and what they were uh, over able to overcome as a unit. In terms of a bowl, I know a lot of fans are asking about a potential bowl destination, but the reality is the SEC still has a full weekend. Well, not a full weekend, but a lot of games. I think Vanderbilt and Georgia has already been canceled this weekend. Vanderbilt with a ton of COVID issues this year. Uh, so they're not playing Georgia this weekend, but they still have the SEC championship to decide. And then these other games, Texas A&M's in action this weekend. So it, it's weird to think that when the bowl selections are going to be announced, you're going to get, depending on where you go, it may be about a week to prepare for your opponent where it normal year, you usually get about a month to get ready for it. Yeah, it, it, it will be a bowl season unlike any other. But I, I think the one thing that this team – it, they were able to complete their season in the the eleven yeah. weeks, mm-hmm. and so I, I hope and I I think that you know Coach Dupes letting these guys take a break, take a breather. I think they there's a good chance they'll come back for this bowl game refreshed and ready to go, and and they're going to put in great effort for this one last game this season. We'll take our last time out. Be back with the final segment of BBN Radio. We're presented by Clark's Pump and Shop. This is the UK Sports Network. Introducing Kroger Fan Rewards. Shop and earn at your local Kroger with participating products identified with special tags and earn UK rewards. For every $1 spent on participating products, you earn one UK reward point. Accumulate these points to redeem for authentic merchandise, rare memorabilia, and new apparel. See store for details or go to Kroger.com slash fan rewards. And thank you for shopping at Kroger. Final segment. Can I uh, introduce me? Sorry. It's Curtis Birch you just heard from. I'm Darren. Go ahead. Darren Hedrick, <laughs> voice of UK women's basketball and UK baseball. Uh, that read, uh, my mom actually heard it, and she said, hey, you need to start using a – did you hear about this? You need to start using my, my Kroger number so I can get the points and get, get this stuff. I'm like, yeah, Mom, I heard about it. We, we at the UK Sports Network are running the promotion. We, 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 we got it. I was about to say, I don't think we're eligible for these products, are we? The rare memorabilia? Got any autograph stuff we can have? No. Oh, man. Oh, final segment, Curtis, Darren Hedrick with you here on BBN Radio, presented by Clark's Pump and Shop. Obviously, the, the story around UK athletics today was the interim tag being taken off yeah. of uh, Coach Elsie. That's exciting to see. I think she's earned the opportunity, and what a fun team this has been to watch so far through six games. Without a doubt. Uh, she earned it. It's fun, and as we uh, we were joking, you don't have to spell or say interim anymore at right. the title. And I mean, you... Well, I, I I listened, but I can't remember what were you calling uh, Coach Butts? Did you call him the interim interim or? How did... <laughs> <laughs> I just referred to associate head coach. <laughs> yeah, it's been a crazy season, but really successful yeah. for women's basketball. They've been fun to watch, fun to listen to. You call them. Uh, they've gotten it from so many different people. How many mm-hmm. different leading scores? Uh, four different leading scores. Yeah. Yeah, uh, really, really cool. I mean, and they're just they got as Coach Elsie, I think, said to you. Uh, after the game, you know they're they're doing it at inside, outside, hitting yeah. threes. They can score at every level. It's un- been unbelievably impressive. Well, and as good as this team is, I think it's allowed us to see the full aspect of Ryan Howard's talents because now they're not relying on her to shoot twenty, twenty-five shots and score thirty, forty points a game. Now she's getting fifteen to twenty, and she can still take over games. Absolutely, she can score. But now she's getting the assists. The last couple of games, I think she's totaled around 12 to 14 assists in two games. So we're seeing the full aspect of what she can do with this team. Yeah, that's been fun to see her expand into almost, you know, at times kind of a, a point forward role a little bit. But it, it, what makes that nice is she doesn't have to do that all the time mm-hmm. with the guard depth they have. And I mean, they've just been getting 
so many contributions from so many different people, so many of the the new players that come, that have come, came in, and you know, yeah. you get. I think like you were you're talking about Treasure Hunt, somebody who probably in years past might have been asked to be, have to do a lot more, yeah. and instead in this season with so much depth uh, throughout the whole team, she's kind of being e- eased in as a freshman should be. Absolutely, and the Wildcats take on DePaul on the road in Chicago Wednesday. That is a 3 p.m. Eastern tip, so we'll be on the air at 2:45 here on the UK Sports Network, and we'll be live from the. Batcave at an undisclosed look at no we'll we'll be live from the coliseum while the team is on the road in chicago that's just the way it is in this covid 2020 season with no travel for us uh, radio people this year um but we're getting used to it and everybody's doing their parts to make sure these games are played i just i think it's a a lot of luck that the uh, women's basketball team's been able to get this far without having any adjustments to the schedule we've got about a minute left here on bbn radio and uh, curtis as you mentioned signing day this week so a lot going on with the uk sports network yeah on wednesday they'll all that will be stuff will be coming out uh follow along uh, uh with the uk football social media the uk sports network social media and then uh obviously as you just said we got women's basketball this week and then the cbs Classics yep. game against UCLA on Saturday. Dave Baker and Jack Givens will have the pregame, and they've been really fun. Mm-hmm. Hearing some of uh, Jack Givens' tales from the, the past <laughs> have been unbelievably uh, fun to experience. Yeah, that Don Franklin Auto countdown to tip-off begins at 1230. He's Curtis Birch. I'm Darren Hedrick. Thanks for being with us here tonight. This has been Big Blue Nation Radio, presented by Clark's Pup and Shop, and we're a part of the U.K. Sports Network. We'll talk to you next Monday night right here on the U.K. Sports Network.